Come, Lord God, touch our hearts and change our lives to the glory of our risen Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Six days ago, millions of people saw the ancient Cathedral Church of Notre Dame de Paris burning after it caught fire during building works. People wept, sang, prayed in the streets of Paris, and those of us watching from afar prayed and grieved with them. The French president spoke of rebuilding this wonderful Gothic church, which holds so much of France's history and imagination, and much money has already been pledged for its restoration. Just over a month ago, a new church, St. George's Bearer, was destroyed by Cyclone Idai in Mozambique. It's linked with the Diocese of London. I don't think anyone in this country noticed. Over 90% of houses and churches and buildings in Bearer were damaged or destroyed, and millions of people in the region are homeless or at risk of disease. The loss and suffering are immense. And on this Easter day, we remember over 100 people killed by those bombs in Sri Lanka. As before, many Christians in Egypt or Nigeria or Pakistan or Iraq or the United States and around the world have died at worship in their church buildings, just as members of other faiths have been killed because of the hatreds of others. Church buildings like Notre Dame de Paris and St. George's Bearer and the churches of Sri Lanka express the hopes and longings of their people. And they stand for something much greater than themselves. They were built not for history, but for people, people at worship, built out of a vision of our humanity renewed, our world reimagined into the image of God seen in Jesus Christ. In Paris and Bera, churches have been badly damaged. In Sri Lanka, damage has yet to be assessed. And we pray for all caught up in this latest round of violence. Easter Day comes each year to remind us that we live in between suffering and hope, sorrow and joy. And we see it in our two Bible readings this morning. When Ezekiel wrote his prophecy, the temple, the glorious building in Jerusalem, had been defiled and burned down by invaders, and the Jewish people were in exile. Everything was in ruins. But Ezekiel reimagines a renewed Holy Land focused on a new temple from which God's life flows into the most desolate places. There will be trees in the dry desert and fish in the Dead Sea, says Ezekiel. And this will happen because God will be at the heart of it all. The temple will be renewed and through it, God's presence will fill the land. Jesus picks up the theme of the temple in our second reading. His radical challenge to the way worship was done in the Jerusalem temple was a call for social as well as spiritual renewal. And when challenged, Jesus radically redefines what the temple is. 
What sign justifies this? Ask the authorities of Jesus. And he replies with the sign that the temple will be destroyed and built again in three days. And following the resurrection we celebrate today, his disciples understood that he meant the temple of his own body. For Jesus says that the source of human holiness and hope will not be God's presence in Ezekiel's new temple, but God's presence in Jesus himself. The renewed vision for our future is found not in the grandeur of a building, but in the wonder of the resurrected Jesus Christ. Here is the amazing power of God's love, how the hopelessness of a cruel and unjust death is turned on its head by the resurrection, the cosmic event in which the love of God proves itself greater than the sorrows and evils of humanity. Last July, a man called Jonathan Aitken was ordained as a deacon just down there in this cathedral at the age of 75. His life has been eventful. A journalist, a controversial politician who resigned from government office in 1995 after being accused of unethical behavior, who ended up bankrupt and going to prison for perjury. And in the collapse of his apparently successful life, he was drawn to Christian faith and has become involved in work to help people in jail. And his ordination here was to enable him to minister to others in prison and to share with them the love and the hope which he has found in Jesus Christ. Jonathan Aitken built a way of life which he thought would bring achievement, security, honor, and had to endure the loss of it all. And we attempted to do the same, you and I. We set off building our life full of hopes and good intentions. And then in our weakness or our willfulness, we damage what we love or we lose what we hope for. All of us in our own way build temples, our emblems of achievement and security. What's the temple that you seek to build right now? Maybe it's relationships, career, family, money, home, the things that we invest in are temples which will sometime burn down or have the floods sweep them away and which time will crumble into dust. Many people think that if we're good, then God will be good to us and keep us from harm and that nothing will go wrong. But the story of Jesus Christ tells us that God keeps us safe, not from harm, but through harm. That our hope and our security come not from the temples we build, 
not from our own goodness and cleverness, but by putting our trust in our Saviour, Jesus Christ. It's not temples that take us through sorrow and death into new life, but Jesus himself, as we hold his hand while he leads us through death and resurrection, where he has gone before. The good news of Easter we celebrate today is that God in Jesus Christ is in the resurrection business, that the damage and destruction that we do or that happens to us and others isn't beyond renewal or hope. Oh, we can't change what has happened in the past, but God's love can transform the power of the past so that instead of our sins and sorrows holding us captive, we can begin to live in hope renewed and find a new future. Jonathan Aitken was disgraced and ruined, and that does not change. But he has been changed by finding new life in Christ and going to share that life with others whose own lives have fallen apart. It's never too late to be renewed. So may Notre Dame de Paris and St. George's Bearer and other churches damaged or destroyed by disaster or malice rise again, not for their own sake, but as witnesses to the enduring power of the love of God in Jesus to bring resurrection and hope out of the power of death and destruction. And may we too rise again as we turn to Christ and put our trust in him, put our life and death into his hands as he leads us through the gate of death to a joyful resurrection. Let us pray. So we give to God the temples that we build, the sins and the sorrows which trouble us, and our sisters and brothers who suffer at the hands of others, and our longings for a life made new. Almighty God, whose most dear Son, for the sake of the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, set our hearts upon him, and fill us with the joy of his risen life, that we may share with the world his enduring joy and love and wonder. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.